This is Gary Vaynerchuk, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Scheibel. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Scheibel. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is the chairman of VaynerX and author Gary Vaynerchuk. Gary is one of the world's leading marketing experts, the CEO of global creative and media agency VaynerMedia, and an investor in companies like Facebook, Twitter, Venmo, and Uber. He's also the creator of VFriends, an NFT collection, and has millions of followers on social media. We first connected back in 2007 when we were showing the world the power of personal branding using social media, and this is our sixth interview. We talk about his new book, 12 and a Half, as well as his views on NFTs during this podcast episode. Gary, welcome to Five Questions. Thank you for having me. Most people don't think of curiosity as a skill. How has your curiosity led to you experiment and have breakthroughs in business and your life? I mean, it's foundational for me. You know, in hindsight, my attachment to youth is essential. I think curiosity leads to opportunities. Humility, I think, is actually a very important partner to curiosity and innovation. So not only am I inherently curious, like, oh, what is that? Or why do people like that? Even at this point in my career where my time has humbled me in what its value is on paper, I'm willing to spend 70 hours to go down an empty road. I think people undervalue learnings. And the key for me as an entrepreneur is if I lose 91 times and I win seven times, the seven times will offset the 98 at bats. Yeah. And you can't replace actually doing it from a workplace perspective on the job training trumps everything. Curiosity is only one of the 12 essential emotional skills that you cover in the book. And the other thing that I thought was interesting is there's a half. So which scale do you feel weakest in and how are you trying to improve it so you can be more effective in every area of your life? The half comes in because I feel like I'm very far along with the 12. My great half, my whole career has been candor, which is wild because the ability to be candorous in interviews or on stage or on television or on podcasts is a strength of mine. But as an executive, speaking to Tamara or Sally or Ricky or Chanel is so much more challenging for me. And if I had to give critical feedback, it would always still come in a package that was much more about optimism. I would skirt around the actual issue. And I was trying to find different ways to get them there without telling them like, hey, you're really struggling or you're not good at this. I was always scared that it would lead to fear. Two or three years ago, I started getting better at it. And when people go through this book, whether it's gratitude, humility is impossible. I come with heavy conviction and confidence so people don't see this in me. But the way I operate my business, humility is a core foundation of what's going on with me. You know, empathy is well documented at this point in my career. I need my damn winery after it. And most of all, my biggest argument in the book is like, look, the soft skills are actually the hard skills. I can find anybody who can have the talent to do the math or the creative. Show me the people that are excelling at humanity and I'll show you a company that if they hire that way, have a totally different outcome. Especially in the world where it's increasingly getting automated with new technology. If the technology's promise is to do much of what our hard skills do for us, then what remains is the soft skills, the emotional intelligence, everything you talk about the book, where you take things a step further, which really makes this book interesting and valuable. How do you tailor these individual soft skills to different people, environments, 
and situations because that's where things get complicated for people. This episode is sponsored by Workplace from Meta. People being people, we can't help but make our work more personal and more human. Whether that's bringing something from our personal life into our work life, like quirky mugs or family photos, or maybe little acts of kindness to colleagues. Whatever you bring to work to help you be you, Workplace celebrates it. Their easy-to-use features make work feel more familiar as well as help everyone work together in new ways. Visit Workplace.com human to discover more. Workplace from Meta. Make your place of work a great place to work. So I, I'd love to switch gears as much as <laughs> you are like Mr. NFT. You've said that 98% of NFT projects will go to zero and called for an NFT winter. What do you think will be the 2% that appreciate long-term in value? My big bet is CryptoPunks, just given the nature of its status of establishment. What about like IP, like VV with NFTs and like Disney NFTs with like the, the Marvel with, and Star, the Star the Wars? And... The problem is people, I come from a collecting background, so I'm too yeah, smart. Yeah, me too. This. Good. So you know Promise. this. Good. So you know this. Not even close to every Spider-Man has value. You could bridge over to different chains. There's a lot to think through. What is actually an NFT versus a digital asset? VV closed environment. Will the market accept it as the first or was it the first that minted on mainnet because hmm. they didn't got it? Because now it won't be the first that's meant. So there's all the, and all of it's awesome. Like At a minimum, but, you're having fun and you're learning about this space. I also like the fact that the results are going to be the results. I don't know. I have hunches. I will spend my money and put my reputation on the line against those hunches. And I have the humility and the confidence to navigate that because I realized that if I am wrong, I enjoy talking about passing on Uber twice. It's, it's a the, great example of, the, hey, you're not always going to be right. Yeah, it's also the truth, right? Like, fuck, like if CryptoPunks disappears in its relevance, like, and becomes Friendster, then I'm like, okay, I was wrong. I shouldn't have bought that. And that will be just as good learning content for my audience as if I was right. It's and I so think true. too many people are attached to success. I'm either attached or detached from both success and failure. I'm obsessed of the oxygen of the process. You and I grew up in the revolution of social media, mm -hmm. personal brand moment. That's how we broke out for That's sure. That's how we broke out. You are very aware because you were actually there. You're not reading it in my Wikipedia. You are aware <laughs> that when I hit the scene, there was 500 other people that in theory looked like me. What you didn't know at the time, nor did anybody, nor did I myself, other than my own hopes and convictions and intuitions, is that I was obsessed with not compromising my reputation for anything at all costs, including how I predict, aka observe, I don't predict, I just talk early enough, the way I handled myself. Now I'm 46, as everyone's listening, and I had wisdom at seven. Absolutely. And what's your best piece of career advice? That your word is bond. It's really helped me, man. Really genuinely. My dad instilled that in me. My gift of gab, I could have been a cult leader for fucking Christ, right? Like I am captivating, you're right. Do you know how many days a year I thank God for making me a nice person? When you know you have a super communication superpower, you shiver down your spine of the thought if you weren't in a good place, what damage you could do. And I have history to show me. I know who Hitler is. I know who Mussolini is. I know who Jim Jones is. You look at the history of like, when you are given that gift, you could go Gandhi and Martin Luther King, or you can go Hitler and Mussolini and like, fuck, not that I want to put myself in those territories because I stay in a much smaller mm -hmm. place in society, but I'm aware that, and I'm grateful for that. And I think everybody has their version of communication skills. I think a lot of people listening right now don't realize how much of a legacy and a good legacy they can leave if they had the 
courage and the self-esteem to put out things they believe in. We can help each other. And unfortunately, negativity is louder than positivity. And that has played out over the last 15 years. And I take on a huge sense of responsibility to speak about optimism and practicality and hope and good stuff because I believe it. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Gary. To follow his journey, you can read 12 and a half and find him on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, where he shares his appearances, travels, inspiration, business advice, and conversations. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Dan Shaw Bell. And please remember to rate and review the Five Questions podcast on iTunes. Mm-hmm.